0: Welcome to episode 28 of the Jurassic World.org podcast, it's me and Assis here, hey buddy.
1: Hey man, how's it going?
0: Good, how are you?
1: You know, tired as usual.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's funny, we were talking the other day about how there's never any news at the moment, it's very quiet, and then all of a sudden we get bombarded with with news, which is always a good thing, so we've uh, kind of kicked these podcasts back into gear.
1: How unfortunate, because I have to wake up in the mornings now and it, it just, <laughs> it's a <laughs> shitty time for everyone.
0: Yeah, man. Um, So, I mean, the main news is that J.A. Biona, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, I think so. He's no longer directing the World War Z sequel, which we know, and Deadline keep reporting this second or third time they've reported it now that he's a potential frontrunner, which, you know, they're in the know.
1: Yeah, but the way they phrase the article, it's like, nothing's actually happened. No one's actually talked to each other yet, but it could happen. That's what it sounds like to me. I think it
0: has. I think Colin tweeted or, or said in an interview or something about how they're looking for a Spanish horror director. And, um, you know, he's a Spanish horror director.
1: I think that's just coincidence, though, isn't it?
0: I don't think it's coincidence. No way, man. They know. I think he's going to be it. I just think he's probably not signed anything yet. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I think they clearly think he's he's the right guy for the job. And, you know, I think I'm glad they've chosen someone who's done darker stuff, you know, horror, even though The Orphanage and The Impossible... Were never considered, you know, a ten out of ten movies. They're still very good for what they are. And the orphanage. I need to rewatch. They're solid,
1: like eight out of ten movies. Exactly, like, solid eight, which is not bad. It's it's a good. That's like an A average. It's not bad at all. So I'll take exactly. that. Yeah,
0: give him a. I mean, he's never going to get a ten out of ten. You know, sequel to Jurassic Park. It's never going to happen, is it? I mean, it just not does. not anymore. No, it's not going to happen. But uh, you know, I think he can handle the material. I think if he's given the right material. You know he'll take it to a good place i hope anyway i hope he's a good choice and he will have to start tweeting in english so that we can pull news from him well
1: you're chris is american he can speak spanish don't it, i have to learn <laughs> spanish or something isn't that how it works in the states
0: i don't know does it we, i don't know we i learn learned learn french Fred, who knows yeah we, yeah we learned french but i can't i couldn't speak a word of it now
1: oh that's too bad son
0: yeah it totally is especially because i'm like an hour from france (laughs) yeah i should totally be able to speak it but yeah so he's he's pretty exciting
1: you know what i think in like two months time we're gonna be sick of hearing all the director shit
0: yeah like i i mean even though i'm fine with him being director, i think it's a really good choice i would love the whole you know build up of who's going to direct his like a list the potential of potential candidates yeah, yeah and I then, want like, that because, I want that you know on the last podcast we discussed who like we maybe wanted to see and we talked and pretty much everyone we talked about was either thriller or horror director but I mean I'd love to see a list like I remember when Captain America was uh, was uh, in production and they had a, a the huge thing was who's going to play Captain America and the list was huge and then in the end they landed on Chris Evans which no one thought they would do I don't know, I want that kind of hype again. I want, you know, who's going to direct Jurassic World 2. I think it'd be really exciting.
1: I think think in like a month's time, we'll have our short list, if we get one. And then by March, I think, we'll be like, oh, here's our official director. Get to know him, watch his shit, stuff like that, you know?
0: Yeah, I wonder how they'll announce it, whether it'll be a tweet by Colin, like whether he's going to sort of run the franchise from now on, or if Frank will, you know, be the one who tweets it, or... I, I think it's what, probably like uh, a
1: deadline or variety article, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And then Frank will retweet. Yeah. That's how it usually, that's how it usually goes down. I'm excited, though. Who, who would you like to see?
1: Honestly, J.A. was my number one choice. Really? Yeah, which is strange. It was him and, like, some other person did, like, some small horror movie thing. But he, rewatching that movie, it wasn't as good as I remembered it. But still, I think he could have done it. Mm. You know what? I could you know. imagine if we uh, got the, uh, fucking Iteradu guy? The guy who did Revenant and, like, Birdman? Wouldn't that be something?
0: Yeah, but, like, I mean, I haven't seen Revenant, so I I can't talk about it, but... I've... Birdman was okay. But,
1: that's like a star director. He's like... like, That's a name, man.
0: I don't know. Wouldn't be cool, I guess. I don't know. I'd rather... I mean, yeah, I get it. But I just... I'd rather they go for someone like Alex Garland or J.A. You know, somebody's not... Known as well as that, but they actually make good films. You know, they make solid movies.
1: Alex Garland is um ex Machina, right?
0: Yeah, which was fantastic. Man, That's if they get him and vibe. like let him
1: write it, that'd be sweet.
0: Yeah, I mean, even that, just like what he could do with the material, would be really interesting. Because I don't know if you've seen X Machina. Have you seen it? I have. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's creepy and weird and scary. We can scary get some and... sweet
1: moral moral conversations yeah, exactly. with Jurassic yeah. World too.
0: They need to. They need to. Um, that, so the other news, um, just before we play the interview, was Universal to show Jurassic World footage during a VR event at Sundance 2016. So this news has just come out, but obviously the picture that's in our article of the Apatosaur and the original Jeep, we've seen that before. That was the Samsung thing, right? The VR thing that Chris got to see.
1: Yes. So are they showing more of that, or like new footage, or new scenes, um, or what's the deal?
0: It's like, a, it's like I think it's extended, it's loads of new footage, and I think you're going to get to play around with it. It's, it's, it's Obviously, it says immersive 360 degrees, videos and photos, discover, watch, and share the best content, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, so, I had to, uh, pretty much, yeah. It, it like, doesn't really I mean, detail what it's going to do, other than, obviously, that Apatosaur is going to play a part. I want to see that shit so bad, but like,
1: how do I get? A, how do I get a hold of it in Canada? Like, what do I have to do to watch this shit somehow?
0: Dude, you're closer than me. <laughs> where is it? I in,
1: f- where is Sundance?
0: A Sundance is in America, right?
1: Yeah, somewhere though, isn't it? But where?
0: Uh Well, I would imagine California. Or man, are we completely wrong?
1: Only a matter of time before your films were in Sundance. Take me with you.
0: <laughs> hey man, I'll get some VR up and running there. Fuck yeah. No, I'm really interested in that Jurassic, but it but it bugs me that um, we haven't got a game.
1: We're not going to get a game for so I, long, man. It's
0: going it's to be so long. They've got this awesome VR thing. You know why? I, I, you, you know, know why we won't it. get a
1: game, Jack? It's because that stupid um, the Jurassic World Builder thing that makes so much money through microtransactions. There's no point making a game and then spending like a million dollars in dev stuff. You know, it's so wrong, isn't it? I yeah. So if you buy those things, people listening, stop buying things. Stop giving them money.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I used to play the Jurassic Park game on iPhone. It was okay. It was fun. Yeah. But, you know, I I played like, you know, one mission on the Jurassic World one and I got bored and I was like, ah, oh, it's so repetitive and it's not fun anymore. No. You know? You got quite far with it, I think,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, and until they introduced, like, the stupid fucking tournament stuff and whatever. And I just stopped. The tournament
0: thing was annoying, yeah. Yeah, it's I a wasn't park in for builder, that. Yeah. I don't know, I think they ran that game into the ground a little bit. I'm sure there's people that still play it, but I wouldn't... Sp- I spent too much money on it the first time around. I'm not spending any more money. <laughs> and they lost my park. Do you remember when they lost my park? I remember wouldn't that. You we
1: fucking livid for a while.
0: Yeah, and they wouldn't even refund it. So Didn't like, they Ooh. give you, like, a hundred bucks or some shit? Yeah, well, they tried. I was like, I don't want it. I want to save back. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. Idiots, man. Um, but yeah, so <clears throat> uh, you're listening to this podcast. You probably heard the news um, that Chronicle de- uh, Collectibles, in case you haven't, Chronicle Collectibles to debut something. Uh, oh, we can just say it, can't we, it's gonna I go off we at the same time. I think we should. I'll let, you, go say off at I'll the let same you say
1: time. it. Yeah, you say it.
0: All right, well, we we were... So you're about to hear uh, an exclusive inter- interview with uh, Paul from Chronicle Collectibles that we had yesterday, uh, Ryan, Chris, and I. Um, and, you know, I mean, we were just going to chat to him about what he's done and what Chronicle have done, and, and we kind of dropped the question, you know, what's next? And he gave us the exclusive that Chronicle Collectibles are about to debut a Dr. Alan Grant and Owen Grady six-scale figures, which is... Uh, Pretty damn exciting.
1: This is exactly what we wanted. We were talking about this on the podcast the other day, and then the next day yeah. we had that news. It's fantastic. Good stuff.
0: Every single episode of this podcast where we where Hasbro the toy line have come up, we've all complained about how there's no human figures and how there's no collectibles. There's no, you know, there's nothing out there. Star Wars is obviously a bigger franchise, but it has so much. And I said saying to Paul in the podcast, which you will hear, I will play it. I promise. Um, I was saying to him I was in I was in a comic book store and I picked up uh the Han Solo and Chewy six scale figure and I just looked at it and I, all I could think of was why don't we have one of these for Jurassic Park? Like why doesn't it exist? And then yeah. It
1: exists now, my friend.
0: It's coming this year as well. Oh shit. Available for pre order this year. Uh probably be about two hundred dollars. But you'll hear all this in the podcast. There's also some very uh very cool other items that they've got in the making which uh, Paul talks about so honestly check um, check it out yeah here's the link no um, <laughs> I guess I'll play that now unless there's anything else you uh, you uh, want to jive in with
1: I think we've covered most things down a couple of days
0: right I think so we've been on fire we have been on fire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. three recordings three days
1: that's too many no, time to take like a three month break now yeah
0: it is too many I'm like running around and quickly driving home and like recording Skype and then running back out yeah so much but yeah cool all right so here is our interview with um paul from chronicle collectibles and we hope you will well at the end of that we hope you've enjoyed episode 28 of the jurassic world dog podcast tight we are joined with ryan chris and of course paul francis from uh chronicle collectibles the art director hey paul
2: hello guys how are you doing pretty good, good yourself excellent i'm glad to be here and yeah we're a little bit about it. the uh, jurassic park franchise with you guys
0: yeah. yeah, so this was, this was pretty exciting news when it first came, when you first said on your Facebook that you had acquired the rights to the Jurassic, uh, Jurassic Park, the franchise, uh, the whole franchise pretty much.
1: Yeah, we have, uh, we have
2: all four movies, and we are in, in what's called a collectibles category. So it's really anything that's over $200, it's kind of our domain, mm-hmm. and it's almost like we have an exclusive in that division, which is kind of unheard of, you know. Um, I mean, but we, what, th- we, we think the power of Jurassic Park is going to be a great asset for us
0: no definitely I mean the, the fandom's strong um, I've got to ask what. so what led you to the Jurassic Park license in the first place
2: well I've always been a huge Jurassic Park fan I mean who can forget you know the first scene where they drive up the hillside in the jeeps and you see the brachiosaurus eating from the trees you know I mean everybody <laughs> yeah. everybody either cried or you you laughed or you cheered and and um, you know, I grew up with these films, and and we had actually been trying to get a Jurassic Park license for probably since we started the company. And they were working on the new film, Jurassic World, and they wanted to wait till the new film was out before, or getting close to coming out before they would grant a
3: license.
0: Right. Okay.
3: That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um. um yeah. Before we jump into all that, could you tell us maybe I guess, a little bit about yourself in Chronicle, just for people who don't know?
2: Sure, yeah. Um, I've been working in the industry for about 20 years. Um, I started uh, way back with Steve Johnson's XFX. I was a model maker on several uh, motion pictures. And then Steve Johnson and I created a collectibles company where we had the Terminator 2 license. And we were like the first ones to right after there was another company making terminator skulls but we were the next one in line to start making terminator skulls and one-to-one scale endoskeletons and then later i partnered with sideshow and sideshow released most of my products um through their website and then i took a little bit of time off and kind of regrouped and in 2008 we did some stuff with sony for the release of ghostbusters and the video game and um so that was kind of cool and then you know, about two and a half years ago, I met my partner Clay Brown, and we started Chronicle Collectibles. And Clay's the business side; I'm the art side of it. And uh, we've we've grown from a you know a small company in an 800 square foot office to 12,000 square feet, and we've got about six employees now. So we're we're growing by leaps and bounds.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And you guys have a lot of cool licenses even beyond Jurassic Park.
2: Yeah, I mean we have Terminator Genesis, which was you know has made almost a billion dollars now. We've got you know the Jurassic Park franchise. We have RoboCop. We we just signed the new TV series Vikings. I saw
1: uh, that. Which, I saw that. which, which is hugely
2: hugely popular. Um, we've got uh, oh my gosh, we've got Conan, which is coming out soon. Um, we've just we've got Starship Troopers. We even nice. I, I'm kind of like I like the older obscure stuff. You know, we've got Flash Gort. Yeah. We've got Buck Rogers, you know. We it's it's one of those things where I try to fill a niche, and you know, we don't make. I mean, on some of our pieces, like on the Terminator skull, we'll make about a thousand units on that. But with some of the Terminator items and even the classic items, we make you know 100, 200 you know, three hundred pieces, and that's kind of our thing. Our whole motto is artist, artifact, art. We deal with the original artist. Artist. We deal with the original movie prop if we can. And then we create art. We're not making statues. So I think that's kind of what sets us apart. Um, The other advantage for collectors is uh, the company that manufactures our product is a company called Toynami. They do elite creature collectibles. They do cinema Both of those are synonymous synonymous with the highest quality in the industry. So when you buy one of our products, and we're a little higher than most, it's because you're getting cinema quality at a third the cost. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, the quality there. I I've seen some of the pieces in person for some of the things that you guys have and it's fantastic.
2: Well, thank you very much. It's we we try to, you know, we we try to deliver on time, we try to deliver relatively quickly. Some of our products get a little bit delayed because I'll I'll fuss over the details and, you know, I just want everything to be 100% accurate, you know, to the original film prop. And with Jurassic Park, you have to kind of venture off into um what's accurate to what was cgi so there was two things yeah. in Jurassic Park you have Stan Winston's dinosaurs which were these gorgeous sculptures that worked flawlessly probably mm-hmm. not if you heard Stan talk about them but in my <laughs> opinion, you know they really worked well on screen and that's all that matters and even if they were digitally cleaned up a little bit that's fine but at the end of the day, what we have to do is we have to interpret, you know, what was CGI and what was actually modeled and try to blend the two.
3: Yeah. I mean, for instance, there are some slight difference, you know, differences between the Tyrannosaur CG and live action model. It, they had some slight differences with their visual.
2: Yeah, look. it's, it's, not, it's not. slight,
3: but it's there.
2: No, you're absolutely correct, and I think a lot of it is in the anatomy. I mean, people who really know lizards, you know, know that they have their hip bones are a certain way. They have a cloaca, you know, they have all of these things. And and with the T Rex, he has this bone that protrudes down between his legs, which you know is not on the CGI model. It's not on stands. It's because Steven Spielberg didn't want to see that. You know, he thought that it kind of broke up the the look of the dinosaur a little bit. So we've tried to not make it accurate to real life. We've tried to make it accurate to what you saw on screen. And it and it's kind of difficult because we don't deal with universal licensing for the approvals on this. We deal with the archives and we deal with Steven Spielberg's office. That so is, so yeah. it's a little more complicated for us to get things approved because Steven has to sign off on it.
3: That's actually something I did want to ask you about. Is that something you can go into a little bit more depth of what it's like to create a product and get approvals and how you look at the archives and references?
2: (laughs) Sure. You know, with most of our products, because we deal with the original movie prop, I just make a prototype and I send it to Sony. I make a prototype, I send it to MGM. And because I've cast it from the original screen use prop... I don't worry about going through all of the steps of like, Hey, I need to see a production sketch. I need to see blah, blah, blah. I need to see the base. We just do it because we know at the end of the day, we haven't changed what Phil Tippett, we haven't changed what any of these guys have done with Jurassic. It's extremely different. We, even with like the wall plaque for the, for the male T-Rex from the lost world, um, You know, we had to sketch that. We had to get the sketch approved. Then we had to sketch the base. We had to get the sketch base approved. Then we had to get a gray prototype just painted and mounted the base and then get that approved. And then we had to get the paint master done and then get that approved. And then, you know, as soon as we get the first production sample, we'll have to get that approved. We don't do a lot of those steps with the other companies. And I'm not saying that we probably shouldn't. It's just I'm
3: confident that we're not going to get any kickback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of work goes into that. It's a lot of work to make a product. I think a lot of people don't realize how many steps can be involved, especially with Jurassic.
2: Yeah, and, and the thing that people didn't understand was we announced Jurassic Park, and then it probably took us, I don't know, four or five months you know, to get the mail recs out. And we did the mail Rex first because it was something that we had. It was something that existed. Um, we put it out, we put it on a Jurassic Park base, and then everybody went, oh, it's not from Jurassic Park, it's from Jurassic Lost World. So I was like, well, crap, I've spent a month getting this approved with a Jurassic Park base, and they approved it with a Jurassic Park base. <laughs> and I thought, well, let's just, and then, then I was like, nope. And then the 11th hour, we put the Lost World on there, and, and we submitted it back through, I think, for the paint process. And we changed the base, and they caught it. And, but they just let it go right on through. So I was like, whew, I was like, oh my gosh, that was that was a close one, you know. So, um, <laughs> but there again, that just shows that I'll listen to the fans, you know. I'll listen to you guys. If if there's something we're not doing that's right, I want to hear it because we don't catch it all, you know. We don't think about, oh, in my heart of hearts, I really wanted to say Lost World instead of Jurassic Park because it was the female. Okay, well, you know, we'll listen to you guys. Sure. absolutely i think i Don't think tell. that's such
0: an important such an important factor um because obviously these, <laughs> these products like you said they're over 200 dollars. so right. you know, people want to people want them to be accurate and right and most of the time i'm sure you are right but yeah i think as we saw with the rex yeah now they're in, now it, it's a fantastic piece and there's oh.
3: just so many little details and it's they're not all easily archived it's not easy to access all of the uh especially well. with
0: jurassic as we know
2: I mean, we knew that the, you know, the male was from Lost World. But to me, to have the Jurassic Park logo on there is more important to me than having the Lost World logo on there. I mean, I get it from the fan standpoint that he's from Lost World. They want it to say Lost World. But personally, I would want it to say Jurassic Park because they're all from the Jurassic Park franchise. The logo is the same, you know, for all the movies. So, you know, I mean, it was just one of those things where, hey, if that's what the fans want, that's what the fans get. And I'll... I'll, I've done this before. You know, we did Ed 209 from Robocop, and one of the fans, well, not one, but a legion of fans went on there and said (laughs) they hated the base. And we changed the base, you know, because of the fans' feedback on stuff. So I'm, I'm, I always, I always say it like this there's a lot of collectible companies who want to take something and make it their own, meaning that they have. They may have, like, an art director or something that has this big ego who wants to change something so he can say, oh, I did that. You know, I'm, you know, my wife uses the analogy, it's like the lines of the savannah, you know, one comes along whizzes on the tree, another one comes along whizzes on the tree. I'm not like that. I, I just want to reproduce what you saw on screen and make it as humanly cool as possible. I don't care if my name is ever attached to it. You don't see... My name attached as the art director to any of our products. We don't list the artists. We will eventually, you know, because I think the artists deserve the credit for a lot of this stuff. So I think we'll do that at some point. I think right now we just want to show that we're all about the product.
3: Absolutely. And I think that's something interesting to note is with the the male Rex, the one-fifth head bust, you have the original Winston mold that you cast it from. But with something like the uh, T-Rex breakout statue that you've been teasing at, um, that's probably a whole different process. Oh my gosh, the breakout statue.
2: Good Lord. Let's talk
0: about that. Yeah, let's talk (laughs) about that. So that's next. (laughs)
2: Um, Yeah, the the breakout statue is something that I've always had in the back of my mind that is the most iconic scene in the film, in my opinion, when she breaks through the barrier. I'm not sure how she steps over a 50-foot high wall in the film, but... Because um, you got to remember a, that Jeep goes over the side of the wall where she just stepped through, and it hangs in a tree. It's got to be fifty feet off the ground. So yeah. we'll, we'll suspend belief there for a second. When she, steps, when she steps across that wall and she roars for the first time, I mean, when I saw that film for the first time, it mean, sent cold chills down my spine, and I said that's that's the iconic image of the T Rex for me. So. When we started working on that, that's the CGI model. That is not Stan Winston's at all. Um, So Dean Tolliver, who gets the lion's share of the credit for a lot of the stuff that we do, he's our digital artist. Um, We had the CGI file sent to us from Jurassic World. Um, So the female in Jurassic World, she's a little more emaciated. She's the only surviving character from JP. Um, and she made it through all all the films. So they consider her like her, you know, they're like her cornerstone of their collection, I guess. <clears throat> so she's a little emaciated. So Dean had to take an emaciated dinosaur and kind of fill her back out, make her look robust, remove all the scars and everything that she had had since she got up there. And then we had to overlay it onto the... The actual film cell and start sculpting it so it's a very hard process to reverse engineer that i'm just going to be honest with you
3: yeah i mean i've seen a little bit of i know um industrial light and magic was showing some of the process they went through sculpting that dinosaur and i think what they did is they scanned the uh actually one of the one-fifth maquettes if i'm not mistaken for Mm -hmm. the uh, t-rex they 3d they 3d scanned it and then they made a lot of changes to the model like you said they made her emaciated i think that they enlarged her feet um i think they did a few other things or maybe they shrunk her feet something like that but they uh you know it's interesting to note that that model it's pretty it's pretty damn close to the cg model it's pretty damn close to the stan winston one but it still has some slight differences and it's just you've got to work with a lot of variables
2: yeah, no, that's true, and we actually have the one-fifth maquette, the full seven-foot T-Rex here, which which helped a tremendous amount, um, and recently a collector, uh, Jonathan, loaned us his fifth-scale head, so we have now the fifth-scale female T-Rex, which will be on the Jurassic Park logo, we're going to do her as a, the next one in the series, so it was it's been kind of cool because it just shows how much this Jurassic Park community wants to pull together. That a guy's willing to send me a priceless artifact to pour rubber on with the risk that it could get destroyed because it was foam. It wasn't a resin copy, and of course we, if you've seen on the Facebook page, we molded it, cast it, and it, it came out flawless. We didn't hurt it at all. So um, he was happy. He just got it back, and he was very happy that he was able to contribute to the, you know, to the cause. Um, Getting back to the 120th scale, there's a lot of flaws in that T-Rex when she busts through the fence. One most notably is her right foot, the inside toe is really broken. I mean, it's it's, it's like three feet out of position, you know, and when we did the overlays with it and we're looking at the position of the feet, you know, it's almost like, they, they knew the dinosaur movement, and I'm sure Phil had a lot to do with the dinosaur movement and everything, but one of the feet was just totally jacked up. So we had to make the executive decision, do we do it jacked up like the film, and people go, oh, man, she's got a broken foot, or do we change it? And we changed it. So if you look at the overlays that we post on the Internet and you look at her right foot, you'll see a toe that kind of juts straight out the side. And we didn't remove it. We just left it there because we figured if somebody said anything about it, we would just we would explain why, you know, we fixed that one foot. But otherwise, oh. we used the fifth scale maquette. We used Jonathan's bust as reference. We used, you know, screen caps from the movie. They've sent us just tons and tons and tons and tons of photographs of the T-Rexes and all the dinosaurs. So we have all of that. So I think it was a combination of Dean just pulling down every bit of detail and me going in there every day and going no that's not right we need to change this and him probably wanting to stab me in the eye because i (laughs) i literally we made god before we sent that over for final approval i bet we changed it 50 times i'm not kidding you guys i mean it was like every day we would see something new and we would add it to it
3: you know i noticed when you're posting the little teases on it i noticed tiny little minor like differences and it It, it, i can only imagine the work that went into you know (laughs) bringing that to life it it, it, you know i would say i would say
2: dean's probably got i mean if i had to hazard a guess i would say he he probably has close to 100 hours maybe 150 hours in that piece you know so what we do is not cheap and and then to print it you know i mean to print a two-foot dinosaur on these high-end um we use SLA machines. We don't use object or anything like that. We use SLA. So there's no, there's no grow lines on our parts. So we can go directly from the machine to mold and, um, with just very minimal cleanup. So, you know, it's, it's it, I, my hat's off to Dean. I mean, he really stuck in there. We, we designed a really cool piece and, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, it might be a little expensive, but, it's going to be killer. you know. It's I'll gonna... be
3: honest. I think that's going to be my favorite piece that I own. Um, <laughs> not just – I mean obviously Jurassic Park, but not just Jurassic Park. That just might end up being my favorite piece that I own once I get a hold of that, once I buy one of those.
0: When, oh. when do you think uh, we'll be able to see that? Well, we have about
2: half the printed parts right now. We're working on the base, and we just got the little uh, light that's on the post printed nice so we we actually hired another digital artist who does hard surface and he's a master at it and forgive me i can't remember his name right off this right off the hand he's one of dean's really good friends and um he does really good hard surface and he did the little light so when you even when you see the little warning light on the post i mean we, we probably spent you know 10 20 hours just creating a stupid light you know and and that's kind of how crazy i like to go with some of this stuff because you know the devil's in the details <laughs> at the end of I, I love it
3: it's yeah. fantastic paul can you just take my money now i mean <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i mean it, it it's one of those things where you know i think the the 20th scale rex is something that everybody's wanted i, I know sideshow did a, a couple i think they did one t-rex piece yeah. where yeah, the band yeah. was falling with the raptors on it and you know, it's a it's a cool little piece, but you know, it was done a long time ago, and you know, technology's changed, art has changed in the industry, and I, and and I think that this will be the first Jurassic piece that I think Stan would really be proud of. You know.
3: Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it. I can't yeah. wait to see what that looks painted like, painted up, and that's going to be probably a whole different ordeal trying to get those paint details.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, she's kind of big. You know, she's about twenty four inches long, so it's not tiny by any respect, but it's just going to be cool to finally have a Jurassic Park T-Rex, you know, I mean, exactly. everything that's out there is kind of like the T-Rex's cousin, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not her, and and I understand why they don't do it, because nobody wants to get sued, you know, for making that, because let's be honest, Crash McCreary, who designed the T-Rex, you know, before Jurassic Park, T-Rex drug their tail, you know, yeah. Uh, there yeah. was no, there was no raptor the size of Utah Ra- Utah raptor wasn't even found. Um, you know, it was Dionysus at that point. So, you know, if you want to get technical, the dinosaur record, you know, I think Stan Winston and Crash McCreary and all those guys they took it to a whole nother level, man. And and they you know, they, really they made did. it cool. You know, they made it cool. So,
3: damn, what I would do to get Crash on another Jurassic film in the future. Oh
2: man, you know
3: I, I don't know what Crash
2: is doing. I think he may be retired now. You know, it's just it, it's very sad because I really love his work and and like I said, I think he revolutionized what dinosaurs really look like and what people think dinosaurs look like and it, and it's all because of Jurassic Park. I mean, it was leaps and bounds and and they worked with some of the best paleontologists in the world. So yeah, uh, you know it's it's. I don't know, I, 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 I still talk about it like I'm a little kid, you know, and, and I just, uh, and I wasn't a kid when I saw it, but it, it's just, you know, it, it's one of those movies where you you either have an affinity for it or you don't, and, yeah, and,
3: and I love it. I mean, for everyone involved, I think it was it's that first movie where it's like, so that's what dinosaurs look like. Sure, they took creative liberty with the designs, but out of all honesty, that's the first movie that put dinosaurs on the big screen like real dinosaurs on the big screen.
2: Yeah, I think so. And it had a great cast, you know, you got, you got Ted Knight, and you got, you got, uh, uh, Sam Jackson for God's sake, you know, and you've got all this <laughs> cast of characters that somehow it all came together and it just, uh, it was the perfect blend, you know, and, and it, Jeff Goldblum and it just worked, you know, so, yeah. So, you know, beyond the 20th scale T-Rex, we, we want to do an Indominus. We, we're we've already designed a Mosasaur. You know, Ooh, we're going to go. Wow. We're, we're going to go to Jurassic World. So Jurassic World's definitely, you know, in our wheelhouse. And the big thing we're working on right now is we're doing a six scale figure line for j- the Jurassic World franchise, Jurassic Park franchise. So yeah,
3: I saw that post.
2: So about. there will be jointed six scale figures. Um, I can give you guys kind of a scoop. We are doing Owen and Dr. Grant first. No and- way. <laughs> nice. Oh, finally. Oh, you finally. have no idea. And they will be out this year. So, oh, uh, oh god. my god,
0: <laughs> take my money, Paul. Yeah, take it now. I'll pre open
2: Those will be in the, the $200, you know, price range to be <laughs> somewhere and in there. You know, it's kind of like uh, you know, uh, kind of like a hot toys price. Where you we partnered with uh, ACI Toys, uh, who has a Jurassic, or has the uh, Lord of the Rings license and several of the major licenses. They do quality, uh, jointed figures, and they're going to be doing all of our production and all of our materials now dean tolliver our artist here who's one of the best head sculptors he did the half scale arnold bust for us he did the the quarter scale arnold he's he's a great likeness artist he's working on owen right now and then we have uh, he'll probably be tearing into dr grant right after that so owen will be first
0: this is amazing
2: and we're trying to get, uh, and we're doing a, we're doing a another series. I won't say what scale it is, but we're doing Owen and Blue as a statue as well. All so fans going to
0: go mad.
2: Well, it's going to be from the Entertainment Weekly cover where he's standing there with his arms crossed Arm and his gun on his and back, yeah. and Blue's kind of looking around his shoulder. Um, we've already got it approved. Universal's yeah. already approved the concept. They've approved both of the six scale figure concepts. We still have to go through uh, actor approval. So. Uh, you know, the the two actors will get Sam Neill and and um, you know. Chris will have to sign off on their likenesses, but we don't see any problem with that, you know. Yeah. You know?
0: That's incredible, <laughs> Paul. Seriously. That's yeah. that is what we've been wanting to add. And if you've listened to any of the previous podcasts that we've done, it's yeah. just constant complaints about no figures, no human figures, no
2: Yeah, and, and that was always a kick in the pants for me, you know, even when, you know, Kenner made the collectibles and everything, they just they didn't get it right, you know, and nobody's ever made a you know, nobody's ever made a Doctor Grant, to my knowledge. No. Not and a in, uh,
3: not a nice one. Other since the old Kenner ones, no.
2: So we've we've been like toying with well what does he come with? What what what's he gonna have, you know, and <laughs> and, and so my my thing is it's like I want to have a little bit of stuff from, you know, like all three movies, maybe, even though he's only gonna be wearing the Jurassic Park clothes, <laughs> so maybe he'll have the bag with Raptor eggs and he'll have nice. You know, his little claw he threatens the little girl with. Or he'll have the flare. Or, you know, he teases the <laughs> oh, t and There's man. all this crazy stuff, you know, that you've got you to gotta start thinking, well, what's the accessories that come with these guys, you know? So, you know, with Owen, it's pretty easy. You know, he gets a tank gun. He gets his rifle. He gets, you know, all these things. And and uh, so it's, it's – I think it's going to be fun, you know? I mean, I'm,
3: yeah, I'm, I'm
2: going to be 100% honest. Six scale is not my world. But – dean tolliver our digital artist he's been working in the six scale world now for i don't know many years five six seven years and he's worked with aci toys for three or four years and and so he's very very in, much in that world and he knows that world inside and out and i'm just kind of like this is your baby you know
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And let's i mean
2: I- get it right and let's get all the details right you know so i think um i think owen and dr grant were the two you know to start with and and i think they will they'll do pretty well so
0: yeah, yeah. no that's super i think ex- that's I gonna saw go. the, i saw some of the star wars um six scale recently in person and all i could think of was how much i wanted that for jurassic park so thank you <laughs> well genuinely very excited now
2: you're very <laughs> welcome and and i will say this we are working on possibly a scale six scale dinosaur for the series as well that's so what I was I'm,
3: gonna ask. Can you do our can you do like movable joint uh dinosaurs? You, well,
2: it would be a fully jointed six scale dinosaur. Yeah. I'm I not, will
3: I'm not I'll gonna send say you, what it is, you,
2: but uh it's, send you my money now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you laugh. You laugh, but uh
2: Yeah, it's 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 interesting, you know. We uh we when we put up the the male T Rex, we just launched a brand new website. And we wanted to kind of get away from the PayPal thing, give people the option to put their own credit card in, stuff like that. We wanted a new look for the website. So um, our web designer, Chris Edmonds, who does the Dallas Cowboys and NBA and uh, NBL websites, designed our website. He's, he's a genius. I think he did a really great job on it. But yeah. we didn't realize the power of Jurassic Park. You guys crashed our website on Christmas Eve, I think is when we put the <laughs> mail T-Rex up and it crashed our website. And we thought, wow, that's, uh, that's pretty incredible, you know? And um, we didn't get it back up for like three days <laughs> because of the Christmas holiday. So, <laughs> so, but people are finding this again, you know, all those people that, because it was given errors, like, oh, you can't place an order right now, and people were literally freaking out. So, uh, everything's fixed and back up now, but we've, we've gone to a private server, so hopefully we won't have those problems again when we start selling other stuff. Well, I'll That's tell you crazy.
3: what, you might you might face those problems again when you come out with the uh, T Rex breakout and the one sixty. I mean yeah. Yeah. all those are really awesome pieces. So <laughs> yeah.
2: we're now we're now hand numbering everything. So, you know, it's everybody wants that first one, or they want a number that like for some reason on the half scale bust, everybody was wanting to wait to get one oh one, you know, or eight hundred. You know, they want a number that is significant to the franchise. So it's, (laughs) you know, it's an odd thing, but hey, collectors, I love them. You know, I'm a collector myself, so.
1: Yeah.
2: But it's, yeah, I think with Jurassic, it's it's a lot of fun in that. um, I just don't think we can make it fast enough, you
3: know, and that's the, that's the, that is the downside of it, you know. There's a backlog of films that everyone has their favorite dinosaur, their favorite scene they want to see finally made. Plus, there's new film, there's Jurassic World and films in the future, and it's just, it's like a never-ending supply of moments and things people want to see.
2: Yeah, I mean, ideally, you know, I've I've talked to my partners, I've talked to Dean, you know, my dream piece would be to have Owen on the motorcycle and, like, one night scale and four raptors running around him. You know, I mean, that's... That was- but, but then we, then we talk to our manufacturer and they're like, you're insane. You know, you, you that's a $2,500 piece. And then my partner goes, yeah, we'll sell three and you're not going to make it. And I'm just like, well, I, if it's the easy road, I don't want to do it. You know? So that's my dream piece from, I think the Jurassic series would be, you know, Owen like jumping across a log, one raptor going under it, one going around and two coming over the top, you know, just like that scene. And I, I can see it in my head. It's just, I don't think other people like me to see stuff like that. So. I'll
3: buy it. <laughs> buy it. I'll buy it. For free. It's a bold, it's a bold piece, but damn it! <clears throat> I, I mean, everything that you have said, everything that's planned, I, I, just, I can't help but get excited. Just think of the options, the different, you know, what, what will the Mosasaur, what will the Indominus look like? I'm, I'm excited.
2: Well, I, our, I will say this: our Mosasaur will have clear water. Um, it, it will be some, somewhat submerged in the water and it's going to be killer. So it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a scene directly from the film and when people see it, they're going to be like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's awesome. You know? So I think it's to me, I mean, the Montessor played a huge part in Jurassic world and, uh, you know, so did Indominus. And, and I think with Indominus, we've got to, we've got to pick something that's pretty iconic for that character and i'm not sure what that is yet you know
3: yeah.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm i've been i've got to go back and watch the film again and just kind of really wrap my head around it because you know it it kills other dinosaurs it does all this stuff but you never see it do it and that's the that's kind of the problem
3: you know? yeah i <laughs> think the two yeah. big scenes i think it gets is probably when it fights the uh the ankylosaur you. kills the ankylosaur by the gyrosphere and then the end of the movie. So you've got it in the forest, and then you got it on Main Street. Yeah, that's not
2: a bad idea, you know. Um, and is probably my favorite dinosaur, you know,
3: growing up as a kid. So, but it's a cool dino. I, I don't know. She's don't interesting. Know. <laughs> She's got that really big mouth though, the uh, Indominus that opens up, the long arms that can stretch out, touch the ground. It does a lot of weird things mm-hmm. that just you don't see other theropods do in the Jurassic series. Well, that's because it's a mutant. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. A, that's the
2: problem with it, you know. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go with the next film. But there's a there's a lot of stuff going on in that movie that we can do. It's it's but you know people are wanting like Spinosaurus, and I'm just not sure about Spinosaurus in my heart of hearts. I mean, what do you guys think about doing a Spinosaurus? Aziz would want it. Uh, Aziz he's not here right now. Stuff.
0: If he was here right now, he'd be PayPaling you as we speak. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay.
3: um, Swearing loosely, saying, Take it, take my money. Just effing to G- make the Spinosaurus. <laughs> yeah. it's,
2: it's, just, it's, it's a massive dinosaur, you know, and if we did that in 20th scale, I think we figured it up. It'd be 36 inches long, you know, so we'd have to scale it to where it wasn't scale with the T Rex, probably, because I don't think anybody would buy it at that size.
3: Yeah, that's a bit big.
2: It's a, it's a massive dinosaur. And then. I have a problem with Spinosaurus in that you know they've now changed the fossil record in that the thing never left the water you know because he had really little legs and and his legs aren't like they are in the film and people come on there when I say that and they go "Ah, it's not about the fossil record it's about Jurassic Park and I'm just like okay you know we'll suspend belief there again you know
3: (laughs) but It's, uh, it's a cool dinosaur you know what I'd like to see before that though is the Dilophosaurus yes. A yes. it's a fan favorite, and it's and something it's that's never made. got good – Yeah. Well,
2: it's... let me ask you a question. Would you want a one-to-one scale Stan Winston bust, or would you want a full-scale dinosaur?
3: Full-scale, <laughs> I think. A full-scale dinosaur would be.
2: Well, no, no, no. I'm saying – Oh, oh a yeah, statue
3: like, is oh, – so
2: The statue would be scaled, but the – the the one to one we have access to the Stan Winston original you know for the one to one so i just don't know if that's that, if that's, that's better or if, or
3: if it's or if it's a statue you know i'd take either that's, one honestly yeah both would interest me to be entirely honest that uh
0: mm. Yeah. And I think Dilophosaurus. That that's a fan
3: favorite that people have wanted to see, and that they're still greatly requesting to see in the future films. They want to see it's uh it's one of those dinosaurs that a lot of people love, despite it basically having a cameo in the you know first Jurassic and. You're fourth. talking about the spitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of just had a very short, abbreviated scene, but it's become an iconic dinosaur because so, of it.
2: In my opinion, you know, you'd almost have to have Nedry there saying, "You know, I'm gonna." I'm gonna run over you when I come back down the hill. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I think you almost have to do it in a scene where we can put something else with it that makes it interesting. East you know, dock
3: sign. What's I, that? That uh, the east dock sign, the sign that uh, Nedry knocks over. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Well, that, I mean, that's the scene, you know. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna run over you when I come back down this hill, and uh, you know, it's. It, yeah, it's got to be one I of my think,
0: favorite scenes from the franchise. So yeah, I I it would, I would...
2: a, it's a funny scene for sure, and I think yeah. that uh, I think that that's something that definitely we can do, you know. And, and we're we're definitely doing props. I mean, we're doing Hammond's cane, so that's that's no oh. secret. We've got we've got that in the works right now, um, and that's going to be an exclusive with a website that we're doing. We're not actually going to be selling that piece. That's an exclusive for a, a Jurassic Park website that's out there. Um, I won't ruin their fun just yet. So that one's, that one's coming. Um, we've got some other prop ideas in the works, um, as well from the series. So, you know, I want to do some one to one real stuff and I want to do, you know, bus and keep the bus line going. And, you know, as we can get Stan Winston maquettes and pieces, you know, if there's anybody out there that has, you know, a Stan Winston maquette or they have a, you know, one-to-one bust or anything like that. And they want to work out a, uh, you know, a deal just like Eric did uh, with the, uh, or Jonathan did with the female T-Rex. We worked a deal with him. So um, he's taking his deal in product. So if anybody's got anything that we could mold and cast, we're basically putting the call out, you know, so
0: uh That's fantastic, yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we can obviously share that on our platforms as well because hearing of the things that you want to do and the things that are in the making is just incredibly exciting. This is something the franchise has lacked for its entire, you know, since this existed. The franchise has never had this level of um, collectibles. From what I can recall, we've said the sideshow ones before and we've said, you know, obviously the Jurassic World Blu-ray had the indominus and the t-rex i like that know. piece i have that piece. yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah it's nice,
3: nice
0: so. <laughs> it's dink. a nice piece but you know we've never had this level of detail and obviously as i told a by the way i just messaged him um about owen and grant and he <laughs> he literally said what we predicted oh my god take my money all of it <laughs> <laughs> So, you know,
2: well, Jack, everyone, I, I appreciate that. You know, it's, and, and we would like people to put the shout out, you know, because I would love to replicate all of the Stan Winston maquettes just as classy maquettes. You know, I mm-hmm. don't want to change them. I don't want to do anything to them. I just want to put them on a base and sell them and, um, you know, give the fans a little peek behind the, the, the curtain as you would, you know, but I, I would even like to find a, um, a one-to-one copy. I know it's out there. You know, I mean,
3: oh yeah, I'm trying to think who owns uh, that. You
2: know, Stan made one-to-one copies, and he made resin copies of the one-to-one copies. So I would put a copy out tomorrow if I could get a casting of Stan Winston's. The problem is, the Winston family sold off most of the original archives that Stan had, and Universal has nothing. They don't have anything. We went out. I don't know, maybe last year when we got the license and we said, hey, can you pull everything that you have? And what they pulled was, I mean, I, I don't want to knock the archives, but they just, they don't have anything. So they don't- uh, Yeah,
3: it seems like they weren't prepared for uh, the long-standing success of Jurassic, and probably Stan Winston Studios owned most of it. and no one, ever, no one ever foresaw the other half not keeping archives, it seems yeah, like. Right. So, both sides kind of got rid of them. They're like, Damn. <laughs> well, now
2: my, my partner is a is a collector, and and he collects a lot of Jurassic Park. So we we have you know the the seven foot maquette. We, we had the male head. Now we have the female um, bust. Um, we also have a one to one scale uh, Stan Winston Raptor, which we're going to build and finish for our booth for Comic Con this year. So we oh, we're so going to build that up. we we're, we're going to go Jurassic Park this year. We're going to mold the head. Because at some point I want to do a a one to one trophy mount from the first movie. So we will we will be doing a one to one scale raptor at some point. Um just ahead. And uh, it'll have a little bit of neck, it'll look like you went to Isla Sorna and hunted one and they mounted it for you, you know. So <laughs> nice. um, oh, man. So that's kind so of exciting. A, that's kind of my theory on that one that one won't be cheap either but you know i think it's something that you know if we can do 200 of it and we make it make sense you know i think it's a i think it'll be a good piece uh, i would like to do some bronzes at some point you know i'd like to stan winston made uh, the t-rex and the raptor bronze which were brilliant you know they go for yes. five ten thousand dollars now my partner has both of them <laughs> um, I think they're, they're incredible pieces, and I would love to do some bronzes at some point, you know. Yeah,
3: they um, – yeah.
2: So, you know, we, we've got a lot of plans for Jurassic. It's just, you know, you can only do so much. You don't want to burn the fans out. But That's I think it. this year we're going to get out – we're definitely going to do the mail. You know, the mail bust is already up. We're going to get the 120th um, breakout, and then we're going to do the two figures. So we'll probably have, you know, four pieces – this year, and then maybe like third, fourth quarter this year, we'll start like two or three more dinosaurs for the following year. So you may see seven, maybe seven pieces this year. Um, not all of them will be delivered this year, though. So um,
3: basically, you know. what's going to happen is every Jurassic fans out there is going to end up getting like three or four jobs on the side, yeah, uh, <laughs> to co- yeah. to collect everything is what I'm. That's what I'm catching.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and I'm not laughing because, oh, I'm evil. I'm, I'm laughing because I, I don't know. You know, we're we we we're, we're a relatively new company. You know, we don't have that brand that other companies have. Um, we we sell product, but we don't sell, you know, the kind of volumes that, like, a sideshow does and, you know, some of these other companies. So it, it takes a little time, you know, to get that brand recognition out there in the marketplace. Okay. All I can do is... Get cool licenses, make the coolest stuff on the earth, and hope that it sells. So, anything that the fans can do to get the word out there about you know our Jurassic Park, our mail Bust—I mean, the more product we sell, the more my partners are willing to make more product. You know, exactly. so it all—it all comes down. And I tell this to everybody. It's like people go, "Wow, well, we want more Robocop product," and it's like, "Well, I need to sell out of what I've got," you know, and. I need to show my partners that, you know, it's got it's got legs. I think Jurassic, you know, crashing our website. Sales have been pretty brisk on the bust. I think it's I think Jurassic's gonna be uh, you know, a really good property for us. Terminator Genesis has been an extremely good property for us. So we did the uh, loot crate for Comic Con last year with Jurassic World, as you guys may know. We did a half scale Raptor Claw keychain that was in the loot crate last year. That was pretty popular. We're yeah, trying to get nice. we're trying to get loot crate to buy an actual physical dinosaur for the loot crate. So we, huh. you know, we're we're trying to you know get into GameStop. We have a relationship with GameStop. We want dinosaurs in GameStop, but it's it you know it's a hard sell. Jurassic is while it's this billion dollar industry, it's it doesn't have it,
3: the representation across all the other media platforms yet.
2: Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? I mean, it's, you know, Star Wars reaches everything, but, you know, it's something, it's, that, it's, something that existed that's not fantasy but yet is fantasy doesn't doesn't register, I think with the fans as strongly, you know, but
3: yeah, I, I think it's just going through growing pains as a franchise because it kind of was a big, you know, a, a titan back in the 90s. And I think that after JP three, Universal kind of you know it kind of simmered out, and uh, I think now they're trying to figure out like, well, we gotta get this, we gotta get this on shelves, and we gotta you know give people things to digest and bring in between the films. And I think it's going through those growing pains again, reestablishing itself on top of the food chain.
2: You know, doing podcasts like this and and reaching out to the fans and letting the fans know what we're doing, what we're about. You know, I think the more we get the word out there, you know, we'll we'll get that little army of fans that when we put something out, it sells, you know, and that's that's the, most, that's the most important part because, you know, even with Universal, Universal basically told us that they love what we're doing. They love the level of detail that we're putting into our products, and it's something that they basically said they haven't seen before in a licensee, so we're very excited about that. You know, that means yeah, congrats, uh,
0: Congratulations
2: yeah, again yeah, on that. So, you know what set I mean? a high bar. Yeah, to get that kind of recognition from Universal, and, and, you know, Dean did the comps for Grant and for Owen, and they got approved out of the gate, so, you know, so, for the six scale figures, so, you know, there wasn't one change that they sent back. Uh, with the 20th scale Rex, they made a couple of different changes, but I think that's kind of cool, because you're dealing with Spielberg's office there's people there that work on Jurassic Park so they have their own insight and honestly some of the details that they they mentioned we used you know um, others we you know we'd already fixed it or we were going to fix it anyway so uh, it's kind of an odd thing going through the approval process because if you show too little they go ah this just isn't really detailed you guys need to work on the detail and then if you send them something really detailed they go ah, this detail's not right. You need to change all this. So it's a, you know, (laughs) it's it's a, it's a, it's a hard mix sometimes when you're, when you're going through the approval process, but I'll, I'll just say this. I, I love the ladies over at, at, at Universal. They've been a absolute pleasure to work with and, and they, they seem to love our stuff. They respond to us really quickly, which is unusual, you know, in this day and age of, you know, so many licensees and we're a little guy, you know, we're not the big dog on the, not the big dog out there, but we definitely we definitely have a really good franchise rights with Jurassic Park, and we plan to uh,
3: we plan to put out a lot of cool stuff, guys. I
2: okay. oh, I'm
0: with,
3: I'm cannot with wait to see more. I uh, <laughs> yeah. I think as soon I as mean, once we get our hands on something, we're we're probably going to do a full on review and send it yeah. out.
2: Well, that's cool. Let me know who wants the piece, and we'll send it to you gratis. So um, just let me know who wants to review it, and uh, we'll send you out a, a complimentary piece for the review, and we'll make all that happen. Well, thanks, Jack, Paul. I think that's all you. Yeah. Oh, this
0: would be this would be amazing. Well, we'll um, yeah, I mean, we, we can discuss that further. But Paul, I'd just like to say, thank you so much for coming on, and and thank you for the exclusive. I mean, human tears. Yeah. I'm I'm done. I'm spent. Yeah. this I'm is um, <laughs> so, you know, incredibly,
3: incredibly exciting. And thanks so much for just. Opening up, sharing so much, and just no talking, problem, guys. Yeah, I mean,
2: it's it's Jurassic Park, and I want to, I want, I want the fans to know, you know, that we need your help. You know, we we want to be the company, and I, and we're on a we're on a board called the Statue Forum, and I want to give a shout out to the Statue Forum and all the collectors at Statue Forum. It's statueforum.com We are a forum supporter, which means we pay to be there. We have our own sub category when you go to Statue Forum. It's Chronicle Collectibles. I ask all the fans who are Jurassic Park fans to sign up. It doesn't cost you anything to sign up at Statue Forum. Just log in, get your own ID, and then um, go to Chronicle Collectibles. It's right under the main header. And give me some feedback on Jurassic Park. Give me ideas. Tell me what you want. Hey, if I make a six-scale Dr. Grant, what do you want to see him holding? What do you want to see him come with? You know, Think outside the box. And if you've got a maquette, if you've got a... Stan Winston Peace, if you've got anything that relates to the Jurassic Park universe that we could make as a product, let us know and we'll take care of you. And you know, so we're 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 all about the fans. And if you go to statueforum we're very active over there and, and we we do listen. So, you know, if we screw up we're not too we're we're not too big to make the change and, and work with the fans
0: you got yeah, it man. that's great thank you Paul and yeah. so yeah check out chroniclecollectibles.com for the yes. uh, Chronicle official website and obviously you've got you're on Facebook which is where you made the first announcement about the Jurassic license but you're also on Twitter under is it Chronicle LLC
2: I am not the one that runs the Twitter <laughs> yeah I think it's Chronicle There's LLC all the, the click throughs are on the website though so yeah
0: yeah chroniclecollectibles.com yeah
2: chroniclecollectibles.com and um, you know sign up for the newsletter um, you know it's H Ross at chroniclecollectibles.com that's h-r-o-s-s and um, Heather will get you on the newsletter and that will be where we do a lot of our announcements you know, stuff like that so um, but we're pretty prolific on Facebook and Statue Forum so that's the two places where a lot of people go to get their information.
0: Statue Forum I'm going to join now <laughs> trying to keep going for ages man yeah <laughs>
2: very cool yeah no statueform.com and we have a Jurassic Park thread over there and, and you can start your own thread Jack if you want to and do an introduction and and I'm happy to go ahead and start you know promoting you guys over there if you want me to and, and you know it's, it's all about everybody sharing so we have a common goal of you know making the coolest Jurassic Park stuff that we can
0: fantastic oh, yeah. yeah we're totally in
2: uh, totally, and
0: yeah. awesome. Paul, thank you so much for coming on. It's it's been amazing to speak with you, and yeah, I mean, I'm going to go and celebrate the figures. So, and, and listen, um, guys,
2: we're we're in Irving, just uh, northeast Dallas. If you guys are ever in our area for any reason, give me a call. We'll give you a full tour. Oh.
3: Amazing. I'll tell you what, I've been there, and it's a it's an awesome place with an awesome team full of people. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. It, it really is a great, great place. I appreciate that.
0: Fantastic. All right, well, brilliant. Thanks a lot, Paul. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Have you on again.
2: All right, guys. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon.